Hi, this is Tuesday Night from A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, and you are listening to the Midwest Monsters. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That You know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're going to go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry, but that's Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now, here are your hosts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by... Matt Professor Wagstaff. Hey, so glad to be back talking to you again. We had a little bit of a hiatus there for a while, but we came back with some good, strong episodes, talking about uh, Days of Dead Chicago, a great show that we went to, and then uh, the Monster Mash number 13. And so actually, that's what we're going to be leading off with here tonight, is Monster Mash number... 14. Lucky number 14. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, well, I guess we should just go around and say what we picked and why. Yeah? Yeah, that's what we did last time. It seemed to work. Yeah, I think we've done it 13 or 14 times now. (laughs) (laughs) Just seemed to work. Sounds like a treat. Uh, Just just what a treat. (laughs) Grizz, what'd you pick? Uh, My name is Grizzly Abner, and I chose the (laughs) House's October Built. Um. And the reason why, uh, I just heard, you know, I heard some bad reviews, but then I heard some decent reviews and, uh, I wasn't really in a hurry to watch it, but then I saw the trailer and the trailer really set me off and I wanted to watch it, uh, because I love haunted houses and I've worked in several. So, uh, that was definitely one thing. So yeah, that's me. House is October built. Professor, what'd you pick? Last shift. Uh, I picked this solely for the reason of it just sounded good and I hadn't watched it yet. It was catching for that, but, um, you know, it's, it's always, I think nice to try and jump on some newer stuff too, from time to time, balance it out. So it seemed like a nice opportunity with us, uh, kind of all aiming in that direction of something a little bit more recent and not necessarily big time. Right. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I picked a movie called final girls. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this was a movie that we'd heard a lot about. Uh, a lot of our friends had been talking about it, and so I uh, sought it out, picked it up, uh, and thoroughly enjoyed it, so I felt like I needed to bring this to the room. And you guys had already done the same, so I'm glad that we're able to cover it and talk about it now. Yeah, totally. Uh, what do you guys want to start out with? Maybe, should we just start Doesn't with matter. the final girls? You want to start with the final girls? Yeah. Make the final first? Yeah. All right, let's go there. Okay. Give me one second. Okay. Booting up. All right, Final Girls, 2015, director Todd Strauss-Schulson, uh, written by M.A. Fortin and Joshua John Miller, starring uh, 
I, I think it's Taisa Farminga. Is that how you say it, Taisa? Yeah. She's the so. younger sister yeah. of your uh, crush, Vera. Mm, yes. Not young, not daughter. She's twenty some years her junior. Yeah. yeah. She's actually played her daughter in movies. Quite a few siblings in that family. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of them. Um, and then we have Nancy slash Amanda, played by Maylene Ackerman. Um, Kurt, played by Adam Devine, who is always funny. If you guys aren't watching Workaholics, you need to check that out. Uh, Duncan, played by Thomas Middleditch. Vicky Summers, played by the lovely Nina Dabry. Uh, you guys may know her from The Vampire Diaries. And Gertie Michaels, played by Alia Shawcat. And that's our main crew right there. Uh, initial thoughts? Loved it. Right on. Just loved it. Um, I really hit. I, I what I really love is that I went into it not knowing hardly anything about it. Yeah, that um, was the same, dude. Yeah, um, I, because she bought it and didn't tell me she bought it. <laughs> and I'm like, you heard about this movie, The Final Girl? She's like, oh yeah, I got it coming. It's from Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, why you ain't telling nobody? <clears throat> and she's like, yeah, I watched it. It's good. I was like, well, bring it over here. What are you waiting on? So uh, I watched it. and I just, I really liked it. I really liked it. Uh, and I'll just say, initial thought. It kind of took me into, made me think of like uh, the movie Cabin in the Woods, yeah. not Cabin in the Woods as a genre, but like the movie Cabin in the Woods. It just kind of peels back the curtain on the horror genre and lets us have some laughs. Right on. This thing was the biggest pile of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I had actually uh, already bought this and watched it when we decided to cover it, which I was glad because as soon as I got done, I was like, oh, we need to talk about this because I really enjoyed it. Um, it was, I, I, the name's escaping me. There's somebody on Instagram that had interacted with me about this movie and said, watch it. You won't be disappointed. I'll have to get back to that. We'll figure out who recommended it and give them props for that. But yeah, no, overall I enjoyed it. Um, my quick thing though, is if you hate on last action hero, you're not allowed to like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That was a direct shot at me. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't remember if you liked last action hero or hated it, but but to make up for it, I did buy you a Last Action Hero action figure for Christmas one. Oh, that is very true. Figure? Yeah, yeah, dude, that thing. Was I found dope. it at some random toy store for like two bucks. Right on, man. Right on. Can't knock the hustle. No, not at all. So, uh, yeah, I, I love the movie. Obviously, it was my pick. Uh, it just took me to that that lighter side of everything, and uh, it was neat getting to see the. I don't want to call it the other side, but mm-hmm. yeah, the other side of what's really going on, and the Duncan character. I loved him in this movie. Unlike the un, unlike the character from Scream, you know, the know-it-all movie buff, Duncan had seen this movie so many times that he would be reciting lines yeah. as they were happening in the movie in front of them. And I loved that. And I just loved out while yeah, he did yeah, it. He's like, somebody's getting ready to get killed. He's just like, and then we'll walk over here. And, you know, yeah. he was amazing, dude. I, re- I really enjoyed that. I actually laughed embarrassingly loud early on in the movie when he trips. Yeah. In the movie theater lobby. <laughs> Throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah, no, he was a great character. So, the I, I really liked the one of the things I really liked about this film, man, and we talk about it some, is I like the character development in this movie. Should we because, get a synopsis real quick? Oh, yeah, 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 go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I was like, oh, maybe we should just tell him what it's Yeah, about. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I skipped over that. I, just, I was so excited to start talking no, about it. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so, uh, basically, you've got Tessa Farminga. And uh, you start out and she's like with her mom and her mom is this like kind of struggling actress who hasn't had much work because she was in this old slasher film. And uh, we won't get into exactly what happens there because it's kind of a spoiler. Or should we just say? Oh, no, no. You should say because it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, that's true. a major part that's of the true. movie. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. 
So her mom dies next to her in a car accident. Uh, right. Kind of a hard scene for me to watch. Right. Yeah. yeah. Totally yeah, yeah. honest. Um, and then, uh, so you got later and she's like doing her own thing and she's in college and her, her mom's movie is like a cult slasher. Hit, yeah, yeah. You know, just the kind of thing that we would be into. It's like a sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. It's like something like that. Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, um, they're like having this, this, you know, screening this marathon and, uh, they they're begging her to come. You're what's her name's daughter. You know, right, you've got to right. come. She can't be here. We would, it would be, you would be like the number one guest, you know? And, and so finally she like agrees to go, but then all this weird, like circumstantial stuff happens, like a fire in the theater, which is really cool. The way they yeah, shot all really that going is. down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this group of kids who try to escape through the screen, which, you know, is kind of good common sense to escape right. there. They get trapped in the film. And so dun, that dun, dun. is what we're talking about here. Yes, right? yes, in this film, and so and so her mom was the final girl. No, and, no, her mom wasn't the final. Oh, girl. no, the, the final okay. girl was supposed to be the the badass girl on the Trans Am. That's yeah. right. That's right. right. I did. I I, I got to admit, I didn't take any notes. No, you're fine. I did. <laughs> I took a lot of them. Yeah, okay, good. Um, yeah, yeah. Our lead girl. I thought that her character to. Is it Tessa? I want to make sure Tessa. I want to make sure I'm saying it right. The Tessa, she was established very well in that whole relationship between her and her mother because they get the scene where she first sees her mother inside the movie, and it really it, it's like yeah. oh, it, it really mm-hmm. brings you down yeah. a little bit. They did a good job of setting up these characters to where you actually cared a little bit of something about each one in their own individual way. Yeah. You don't get too attached to anybody. It's not you know it's not a two hour drama where you really want the the protagonist or the antagonist, you know, you're not picking sides here, but everybody's likable enough that it's like, Oh man, like you really want to see her interact with her mother. And she does throughout the whole movie. And it's sad. Yeah. Like in the midst of this horror movie where people are dying, like she's trying to stop her mom. Spoiler. She's trying to stop her mom from having sex in the movie, which her mom has sex in the movie and dies. She wants She's trying to stop her mom from having sex that way she won't die. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was real cute. Yeah. And it was unique the way they played that dynamic. Yeah. And so, yeah, and it's, it's very endearing. And I think that's why this film works on such a level because it's very funny. Yeah. And it's very tongue in cheek, but it's very sincere. Oh, definitely. It's definitely. very sincere. And, and spoiler, Gary, my girlfriend cried. Oh, no. At, that's... at the end, both times she watched it. Right. You know, like, because it's just that good. And you're like, when you start watching it, and like, someone's like, oh, I cried at the end. You're like, shut up. No way. But then you watch the end, you're like, I totally get it. Yeah. Right. I totally get it. Dude, yeah. um, man, I love how the movie keeps starting over every 92 minutes. Yes. That was brilliant. Yes. Dude, that was the most brilliant thing ever. Oh, like, the man. movie starts over every 92 minutes. And I liked how they sat there through three screenings. You know, three sets of this movie, <laughs> yeah. not for 92 minutes. They sit there three times, and then when they finally get into it, all sorts of kooky shit happens. Nobody thinks that, like, let's just go over there and hang out. Like, that guy knew everything that was going to happen, and he leads himself to death, and I thought that was great, too. I think the the best thing about this film in in general, from a bigger standpoint on it, is balance. Ranging from the casting, because whoever is in charge of that deserves some kind of huge raise because <laughs> it's, it's all middle tier talent. There are no yep. superstars. There are not a lot of faces that you've never seen. Before. These are familiar people from television shows, from other small bit parts and movies. So you have a very fair, a, a fairly deep pool of talent at the core of this film right. that isn't anything, you know, overbearing 
for the movie because it's like I said, I think to Grizz in the past about it, my my initial statement about it was is the, it's refreshing that a movie set out to do one thing and that's entertain you. And I feel like they really went the extra mile to do that in this because they never got stale with anything. They found new ways to keep the movie fresh and moving. And this would be very easy to screw up. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and the, and the way the actual horror and, you know, drama and things that are, you know, kind of difficult to watch at times. I mean, that scene, I'm glad you referenced it where we first see her mom that was done so well in a movie that could have just dismissed it, you know, in, in its efforts to just make a fluff film, but they didn't. It was a great scene because, you know, I think, and obviously none of us have been thrown into a movie unless one of you haven't ever talked about it (laughs) so we we haven't lived that experience but we've all seen ghosts in terms of you know people that are long gone that we think we see in a store for just a second and we all know that feeling oh yeah the the stomach falls um so there's an instant you know relation for the viewer with that moment now obviously things go different from there but that's something i thought you know right when they watched i felt like i kind of lived that with her you know because we watched the happiness then you know the the you know the woes and then the situation where we're confronted with mom being in front of her. And I thought they handled that so well because they could have just made it so sappy or they could have made it so stupid, but they just made it. And that's what was great about this movie from, from start to finish. Anytime they had a chance to exploit something or go too far with it, they did. Oh yeah. And they, they hit certain things that in other movies you wouldn't forgive. And it's one, and some of those things were the things I loved about the 3d interactive menus like that, like one of them falls down and hits Billy. Yeah, on the, the flashback. They jump yeah. over the fact that they use an actual flash. Oh, the way they did the flashback was genius. Mm-hmm. Like they Just get sucked the into it. Down. Yeah, man. Everything goes black and white. I mean, they. And, but that was supposed to be cheesy, and that really worked in this movie, man. Um, I love the flashback sequence. Um, I love the, how they set up a plan, Home Alone style, to thwart Billy the killer. Who is a Jason Voorhees s killer with a tiki god mask? Yeah. yeah. What was the show on Nickelodeon where you? <laughs> the Mighty yeah, I can't remember the name of it where you had the different teams like the mongooses. Yes, that, this looks like one of those guys that would pop out from the Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's it. Uh, can we please talk about what's what's the slutty girl's name? Oh man, um, she was Tina. Had her all dance. Yes, <laughs> she was so good. Like at the beginning of the movie, you're like, "Oh god, this chick." Yeah. By the end of the movie, you're like, "She's the best." Yeah. She's so good. She's so she great. was funny. She was so good at just. Playing. I loved it. That was great. And she looked so damn funny the way they had her taped up. Yeah. <laughs> oh that Adderall dance saying. though was something else. That, <laughs> I think the scene right before she starts dancing though, before that Warren's cherry pie just hits you in the face. Yeah. That that scene where she's sitting there and she's on the Adderall. It's like, how many did you take? She's like, those aren't Tic Tacs. She's like, I had. How many did you take? She's like, one, three, ten. I took ten. Okay, whatever. I took ten, and then she's just bugging out. I love that Tina character, man. She was great. So good. I like the. It seemed like they really took great effort also to recreate and truly make it like the movies we love without it being a big deal. Right. I mean, you have the archetypes of these films in the sense, you know, you got like, you know, the funny guy, the slut, the pissy, tough, tough girl, you know, they kind of cover all the bases with them and it just looks and feels like one of those movies, but it's, you know, it's not a big deal. It's not, 
the calling card for the film. It's just another little thing where they did it right, which I think is great. Dude, they got little callbacks, like the scene where Adam uh, Adam Devine's he's sitting there and he's flipping through the uh, the nudie magazine, and the guy <laughs> sitting with him, and he's like, "What are you gay, bro?" And he was just like, "Hey, you better calm that down. My two dads are." He's like, "My dads are gay." He's like, "What? Gay men can't can't have kids? Are you crazy? They, they, all they do is like disco dance." <laughs> <laughs> and like, during that whole scene, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my god, he's like, I'm gonna beat your ass. It was, it was so funny because he was like, they disco dance and they like, they go to clubs and they, they like they have sex with each other and they have like a really good time. Right. And like, he's just like, realized that just maybe, spelling it maybe out. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when he screams in the cars. <laughs> Adam Devine in this movie, dude, he's so great, good. man. Yeah. He's just great at everything. Uh, what about the, the, I thought it was, so cheesy, but they acknowledged the fact that they acknowledged that they were in slow motion. Yeah, dude, that was so Why great when they were running. It's just like, are we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. Oh man, um, we talk about it comes down and you get that ending, and then you get this cool horror movie type ending, man. Like they go into that abandoned church or whatever, mm-hmm. and they give you the the neon colors and every all the all the color oh, scheme changes and. Then they have this tear-filled moment with Maylene Ackerman. Yeah. And she, mother, daughter talking. She's like, I'm supposed to die. Yeah. I'm supposed to die for you. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're going to live. And I've uh, my time's over. I'm a character or whatever. And then she goes out. And then they start playing Betty Davis eyes. Yeah. And she great. starts stripping. When she looks back. Yeah. She just starts, a, oh, that's great. She starts yeah. stripping to Betty Davis eyes that looks her this woman who said she's her daughter, she looks her daughter right in the eyes and starts like, yeah, doing the sexy dance. I was like, yep, because we know we're bringing him out. Yeah, yeah. here so he comes, dude. Naked. And he did. So, and then that end fight scene with the machete. Oh my, yeah, God. yeah, dude. She, she looks like a bad bitch running out there with that weapon. <laughs> I'm not lying. She's a good actress, man. She is. She's a she good really actress. Is. You, you, uh, you switching? No, 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 let's not go that far. Easy, easy. So, uh, any closing comments? I mean, I really, I really enjoyed this, man. Like, I can't recommend it enough. Here's, here's my only thing that I'm interested in is, do you think this is a sign of the future with like millennials horror and the whole meta thing kind of going on with this? Do you think we're starting to venture into a different kind of approach to these movies? I'll say no, because I, I'm not trying to be a dick here. I don't think enough people are smart enough to get it. Okay, this is this isn't something that's going to sell big right. in the theater. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's, yeah, no, and that's where horror is right now. Horror is the theater. Horror is rob everybody on opening weekend. Yeah, make that's very true. Pennies the next week. Well, maybe this will develop enough of a following. It seems like. You always look back and there's that one movie that's about three years ahead of its time. Probably not, but interesting. Just kind of a different approach of what we're watching that kind of fits into a younger generation. Right. See, in the wrestling world, we call it a smart mark. This is a movie made for smart marks. <laughs> this is this is a movie made for guys who are in on the joke, but still are willing to have fun with you. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So like it's the guys who go, you know, go to a pro wrestling show and cheer for the guys you're that are supposed to be kind. Watch this as is in the horror movies and say, that was dumb. Oh yeah. But for somebody else, we're like, that was genius. Oh, it was. It was it was a brilliant film. I don't man, I I love the straight to video market right now because the straight to video market is producing 
these little hits. Or, you know, they, yeah, they might show the videos, festivals. Not they what might... it used to be. Right, yeah. right. It's like now. It's almost like a badge of honor now. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. It's like to have a movie. But if you can walk through a store, let's just say a big box store. You can walk through certain big box stores, man, and they got rows, a couple of them. And they've set them aside for just these nine, ten, fourteen dollar horror movies. You know, these these films. It's like, who's that? Mm-hmm. They got one or two big names. They're kind of like this, and you're like, what's what's going on in this film? And I'm I'm kind of enjoying that. Yeah. Um, you'll get some Conjuring too. You'll get them box office plays, but mm-hmm. James Wan's nah. kind of an anomaly. Who's actually making good movies and successful? Exactly. Right. So exactly. No, I think we're. I think this is it though. Yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. Great. Well, I think that's unanimous from the three of us. Watch, watch, watch Girl. Two yes. thumbs way up. Way up, bro. I'm Chainsaw. I'm Dave. <laughs> we'll see you at the movies. At the movies. All right. Okay. That's a shout out to Dean Cameron. Dean, uh, hit us up on Instagram, bro. We miss you. <laughs> What do you want to talk about next? Houses of October, bro. Because I'd do like that. to do last I would shift last. last to get in the Houses of October. Bro. I want to do last shift last. You didn't want to do Final Girls Final? Huh? Well, I thought about that until <laughs> oh. you suggested it. I oh. did. I really did. You didn't want to build this show with house. <laughs> <laughs> this is the House of October built. House of October built. 2014 director Bobby Rowe, writers Zach Andrews, Bobby Rowe, and Jason Zada. Um, the character of Brandy was played by Brandy Schaefer. The character of Zach was played by Zach Andrews. The character of Bobby was played by Bobby Rowe. Uh, there's a trend forming, guys. Follow me. Okay. The character of Mikey was played by Mikey Rowe. And the character of Jeff was played by Jeff Larson. Now, I would be first and foremost, before we go into anything else, I have to bring up something. Um, this movie was made in 2014, released in 2015. I found a post on imdb and i know we know that that's not reliable but it said that this movie was actually made and released in 2011 and was screened at Shockfest film festival and won the grand jury prize so i don't know why somebody would make that up maybe it wasn't ready for release maybe it had to be pulled i'm not really sure but if anybody has any further knowledge on this or if you are bobby rowe like write in and let us know because yeah. I found a couple postings that this film won awards long before its release. Hmm. I'd like to know how that happened. So go ahead, man. By, by all means, take it away. Okay. So the house's October built. Uh, initial thoughts. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, the ending was a little weak for me. It, it didn't sell me at first, but I came around on it, which we'll talk about. Um, so I just want to say that I really enjoyed it. Again, the reason I chose it is because of being around uh, haunted houses and stuff, you know, working in the three or four of them, and uh, just really liking that culture. Um, so it was interesting to dive into that. I'll give the synopsis after you guys give your initial thoughts. Um, e- I wouldn't say I would say I was not a fan of this, but I didn't dislike it. Um, I will point out in my notes that I said if you are involved in the haunt business in any way this is a whole different movie to watch mm-hmm. um so i mean yeah there was definitely some merits i guess really i'm just kind of indifferent on it it didn't affect me but i didn't sit there rolling my eyes the whole film okay that's fair um when i thought it was a doc i was i was all over it uh, mm-hmm. when i found out it was a found footage film with some of that found footage coming from the actual killers themselves, yeah. I was uh, I started building a model of a model of Ecto One, <laughs> like and watching it in the background. 
Okay, gave it a fair shot. <laughs> I watched it. No, I watched it. Go ahead. So the synopsis is this group of friends. They're out. They love haunted houses. They want to make a dock, and they're on an extreme haunt road trip. They want to find the most extreme haunted house. And um, I want to ask you guys, growing up, what was the most extreme haunted house that you heard about? Not saw, not knew about. What did the kids at school tell you? Was I know specifically for me. Yeah, I remember hearing about. It. I now I will say this: I can't be positive which city. I know one of that was like so many stories that you started at the top, and if you got down and made it through, you got your money back, and that something ridiculous at that point nobody had you know i'm sure 13 people had died while doing it and everything else that's embellished at that age but i vividly remember that and thinking hell no i'm not going down there to doing that that sounds horrible (laughs) yeah totally the haunted hospital i remember hearing about that mad chance i heard about the haunted hospital the one that everybody kept talking about to me was fuzzies I never uh, I used to work at Fuzzy. It was an old tire shop out, out in front of us. <laughs> yeah. And, dude, they had to come in and talk to me because I was so upset. Because I, I had to crawl over snakes yep. and I froze. And, like, I was, like, just absolutely frozen. I was little. I think and, we uh, told that story before. Yeah, the workers yeah. had to come in and talk. I love it. Right I love it. Do you want to finish it? Do you want to finish it? <laughs> yes. So that is the theory behind this is that um, so this is a haunt mockumentary slash found footage. It's It's got both angles. Um, so the thought is about uh, fi- trying to find the most extreme haunted house. And they keep following like these, these trails. And what I was pulling up on my phone here is the quote at the beginning of the movie. And this is kind of what sold me by the end of the movie after I sat and thought about it. There's a quote at the beginning of the movie and it didn't make sense at the beginning, but it made sense later. The quote is from Walter John Williams. No idea who that cat is. He says, I'm not afraid of werewolves or vampires or haunted houses. I'm afraid of what real human beings do to other real human beings. That's a great quote. Yeah. I'm going to get that true tattooed too. on my leg. You should. You should get on your lip. No, I ain't got, I ain't got big lips. <laughs> I got kissable lips. <laughs> oh, heard that. So, um, <laughs> it's not for you, germ. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to the Rippers in Chicago. Um, (laughs) Oh, gosh. We're running off the rails. Go ahead. ahead. Um, So, uh, where do we go from here? Where do we go? Um, So, they're they're going to these haunted houses and some neat shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like... Yeah, I just like the way things were going. That, that that, That doll face mask... Was really creepy. Come to when me. they come up into the RV. Well, later, yeah. yeah. But they see them in the haunted house. But they're, they're yeah, still, yeah, there's yeah. like these people who linger from haunt to haunt. And mm-hmm. if you've been around haunts and you guys have been to plenty of horror cons, you know there are some weird cats yeah. associated with haunts. It's like where, that's where they know they can come be a freak. Yeah. And it's <laughs> a little unsettling yeah, sometimes yeah, because we've talked about before, and this is why the movie worked for me as well. Um, We've talked about before, you could be in one of these haunts and be the person yeah, who gets I've killed. I've always been uncomfortable with that And idea. I think they make that point in this movie. Yeah. That girl like gets cut by a rival gang or something. Or did we talk about that? Maybe I'm just hallucinating. <laughs> or, or somebody hangs himself and they think it's a prop. You know, there's all these stories. Yeah. I think, but the, Well, see, I don't know. Man, that's something I've heard several times at a haunt. A guy got hung at a haunt for real and hung there for two days. Mm-hmm. And nobody figured out who. 
that it was he wasn't part of the attraction. Right. I've heard that so many times that when it came up in this, I was like, "Yeah, I know, I've seen that." <laughs> You're like, I there. was there, yep. done that. Um, can, can I give one little note real quick? Yeah. Um, I was 39 minutes into the movie and I don't care at all. That's my note. I just want to point that out. This movie's slow to getting started, though. You have to admit that. Yeah. Like for the haunt people. Going to the different haunted houses was neat. Seeing the inside, seeing the characters and things, mm-hmm. but the development of the, it just—it was—it did run slow for me. Okay. Because at about minute fifty, you get into the actual. Well, you want something more? Let's find something. Ex- let's find something extreme, extreme. So that's kind of. But it just—I think that was part of my problem with it. And then I'm gonna, by all means, like all the stuff they did, all the all the footage stuff was neat, but. It took too long to get to the story story for me. Because mm-hmm. when it finally started rolling, I was in. Like, when they, at the end, oh, I was in, son. I was like, yeah. Cool. I just wanted that 35 minutes sooner. I hear you. you know? Yeah, like, no, I get that. I get that. Because they they tried to develop the characters, but you don't really care about them. Right, right. Yeah. Like my, Except Ryan Dunn. Yeah, back my, from the grave. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> I like that guy. That dude is like, Ryan Dunn. Right. somebody. Right. I love that kid. Yeah, but and no, then, that's fair. And I yeah. think the slowness has something to do with that. I think they tried to do character development, but you mm-hmm. really didn't care about it. Because, of them. like, why do we care about this girl? Like, they're yeah. all protecting her, but why? We don't know what the relationship is. Is yeah. she with one of them? Because that's never established. She sleeps in the bed with one of them, but there's only so many sleeping spaces. So, like, they really don't give us a reason to care why somebody poked this girl, other than the fact she's a girl. Right. So... <laughs> Okay, my bad. I'm just going to go around poking girls. Hard on that. No, but I mean, I just, like, once it gets going, dude, like, that story, they could have played that story out a little bit longer. Yeah. And somebody could have left earlier, and I'd have been all about it. I'd have been like, oh, okay, you got me. Let's go. Yeah. Half documentary, half, because we've seen that, and I loved it. Yeah. It just happened in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. But by that point, it's an hour and 10 minutes in, and you're like, damn, come on, we could have went a little bit sooner. Can we talk about how well they did by doing some of the scares and the people following them? Yeah. I love when they're like camping and that dude comes out of the woods and they're yeah. like, oh yeah, we love this whole like backwoods thing. He's like, what you mean backwoods? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, get in the camper, let's yeah. go. Like, there was a couple times I thought Brian Blair was in this movie. <laughs> I'm not yeah. playing. No, just shout out to Brian. No, yeah. shout out to Scaravania. Like I really did. Like a couple of the characters in the movie sounded yeah. just like Brian. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, maybe that's why, man. Is this Brian? No, but I was kind of, but it's cool. It would have been better if it was. No, seriously, dude. I thought the dude was Brian so much, I kept watching the bunny. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, is that Brian? I love the bunny false scare. When you first meet the bunny, the guy goes out to take a leak, and that yeah. rabbit's out there, like the guy in the bunny costume. Yeah. I love that. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? What are you doing? And he's like, uh-huh. And he just like <laughs> hops away. Yeah. That was so good. That, that was a great false scare. Uh, should we start round and third? Oh, no, no, no. Let me say this. Yeah. Um, this movie has a lot of things I do like about it. Uh, fair or not, <laughs> at this point with found footage, I, I feel like most viewers are much more critical than they used to be of a found footage movie. Yeah. Now, with this one, found footage is fine, I feel like, for part of it, but we needed more traditional filmmaking for a lot of it, because for me, one of my big hangups was, is that, okay, so I'm not going to rip on the cast. Cause obviously we're not 
this isn't a big time Hollywood cast. No, we can only do so much. You know, I mean, it's a it's an independent movie. They did their job. Okay? Oh, I didn't even think it was bad. And acting. yeah, no. so it's nothing against them, but within the first hour, we don't develop very much of a plot no. other than we're going around to haunts looking for the scariest haunt again, which is fine. But the problem is, is I can't see half of the haunts when they're in them mm -hmm. with the found footage. I just, it's black. Yeah. And that was my problem. I like the stuff I could see. I loved like the zombie paintball that yeah. looked like a blast. Oh yeah. And I love seeing like kind of getting the feel like we're seeing different parts of the country and the haunts and the styles. And so I wish that I could have seen more of that. Yeah. I feel like the, the, this movie could have been vastly improved by a balance kind of in the vein of like a uh, Leslie Vernon where we switch oh, yeah. over. But, and if they couldn't afford it, I get it if it's out of necessity, but if there was any way to switch this up just a little bit and give viewers a break, to really build the mood in these haunts, I feel like that would have benefited it greatly because once we pick up the plot and we're down for the rendezvous, you got me hooked. Mm -hmm. And so that whole first hour could have been changed dramatically, I feel like, just by presentation because I like the idea of it. I, oh, like I Once too. it got started, I was like, oh, let's dig in. And then half the time, I felt like I was either, you know, watching these kids talk on the RV, which is fine. That's part of the story. But then mm -hmm. we go to the haunts and I couldn't see half of what was going on. Yeah. And that was my only big complaint. And again, it's not to rip on this movie. It's just the whole found footage movement in general. It's like we become, I feel like less and less forgiving after we've yeah. seen so many of them. Oh, yeah. so, so that, that was my biggest hang up. Like the movie itself. I like the idea of it. It's just the execution. It was difficult to watch. Mm -hmm. I feel like if it, that's the reason I wanted to know, and I brought up the thing I brought up. I feel like if I'd have watched this movie four years ago, I'd have had a completely different opinion. I yeah, agree. That's a good point. I and I mean, because we have seen so many. And honestly, it's like the professor said, like, you could have shown me an hour and a half of them getting kicked out of haunts. Like, when the guy comes up, like, I know y'all was filming in there. Yeah. I could have watched that. I could have watched a real documentary. Right. Like, if they'd have just kept going. And that was and done like, well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, if, if they'd have just kept going, like. This is it. Like when they get on top of the haunt and he's got the bullhorn and he's screaming out like just shit like that. I could have watched an entire hour and a half of this is it. And it's all culminating because we're heading towards this one major haunt that's hard to get into. And we get there and this is it. I could have watched that. I just I don't know, man. Like I agree. Like just a little more balance would have worked for me. Uh, but I'm not on the inside. And that's the one note I have. Grizz, and this is it verbatim. Grizz, I know that you've worked in haunts. And you have friends that run a haunt. I don't I don't particularly care for haunts as much. So this movie doesn't have that much of an effect on me. Mm -hmm. And that's the the note that I wrote. Yeah. And I wrote it to you because I wanted to bring that up. I've never been on the other side of one. Mm -hmm. So I could, I'm with him. The only thing I saw is like, oh, here's a flash here and here's a, a thing. Because there were creepy parts when things were coming towards the camera. People were backing up. And I was like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. But I've never worked inside them. I don't know how they work. Yeah. So... I'd have been fine with just that aspect of it. But like I said, last 20 minutes, I was gung-ho. Like, take me there. Yeah. Get me there. Yeah, because that, that was one good thing they did do with all like that buildup. Just get me there. All that buildup and all like, you know, even though we talked about the poor character development, yeah. we still cared about the haunt. Oh, yeah. Not the people, oh, yeah. but we did care about yeah. oh, the what, blue mask, whatever. What is yeah. this oh, yeah, blue the devil mask? And all that. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. had me. That was great. Yeah. And I, and I totally could see, like, for instance, you who like to volunteer with haunts. Yeah. I could see this totally being a staple to throw on in October. Oh yeah. You know, just some, right. you know, for mood, it's fun. So yeah. like, you know, I, I don't completely dismiss it. I would recommend it, um, which I know we'll get to that. I'm not closing up, but 
And certainly there's plenty of things worth watching it for. Yeah. It's just, it was a tough watch for me personally. Yeah. For the found footage. I think that, and I think that's, I think that's fair to say. And I think that's where I'm going to leave mine on that is, is like, it's by no means a bad movie. It's just, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So by the time it hit certain aspects of it, I'd already, I really had, I didn't check out completely because like I said, I was there, but I don't know that much about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't go to a lot of haunts. So it, for me, it was like, oh, that's neat. Like the stuff I was interested in, they kind of took me away from really quickly. Yeah. I didn't get, to, I was like, oh man, what was around that corner? Like go down that hallway and we don't get to see that. And I'm just yeah. like, I wanted to be through there, you yeah. know? So that's kind of what got me. And I think this was more fascinating to me because I'm not into extreme haunts. Okay. I like a good haunt. Okay. Right. And that was my problem. Like I went to Rob Zombie's Great American Nightmare and it looked beautiful. I, but I couldn't stand and look at it because people kept fucking yelling at me and cussing at me and pushing me. And I'm like, yeah. let me admire this thing that you've built. I right. get it. This is great. You, you're doing a great Otis. You're doing a great baby. Like, I, I love what you're doing. But then when you tell them that, they get mad. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You're doing a great job. Let me look at these things. You know, yeah. like, I don't I don't like extreme haunts because, because I love horror movies. I want to go in and feel like I'm in a yeah, horror take movie. It in. Yeah. But when they're just pushing you through and shouting obscenities at you. So, like, this movie is almost opposite for me because I'm not into extreme stuff. Gotcha. So that was interesting, too. Yeah. And that's almost why I, like, even though I've worked in some haunts and I go to some haunts, that's almost, too, why I don't go to a lot of haunts because a lot of them, that's all they're trying to do. Right. So they look like shit and they just yell at you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I'd go to B&B for that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, why do I want to go someplace and pay money to have somebody fucking yell at me? Exactly. Man? Like, right. Like, especially like you said, like, I just wanted to see things. Right. I just, I, I was like, man, somebody put a lot of effort into this, and like, how did that happen? And what's this? And you see people lined up in droves to get through this thing, and they're paying ten or thirteen or five, whatever they pay, they pay X amount of dollars per pop, and it was almost like. Man, through this movie, I can just see some of this cool stuff without having to go in yeah. and be pushed through it. Exactly, and that's why that's why I love like Brian's haunt, you know, Scaremania, Muncie, Indiana, because so much work goes into putting mm-hmm. that together. Brian puts so much work into it, and it's amazing looking. So, like, I, I go during the day sometimes. Like, Brian, take me through this year's haunt. Let me see it. You know, I just want to see it because it looks even better in the dark. See all the work. But yeah. he does it so well, it looks good during the day, too. Yeah. So, like, walking through. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, that's what I like to go to a haunt like Brian's because it looks so good. Cool. And when the actors show up, that's fine, too. But, like, I really just like looking at the haunt. You know right what I'm on. So, I think we should spoil the end of this one because I want to talk about that with you. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. So the ending is they go to this extreme haunt. They get, they finally get what they want. They meet with people with the blue masks and uh, they're like, all right, you fucking ready for this? You know, they kidnap them. They separate them. They treat them like shit, scare the crap out of them. And then they bury them alive. <laughs> yeah. Which at first I was like, wait, that's it. That's the ultimate haunt. Dude, they- <laughs> guys, <laughs> they- no, no offense. Yeah. Fuck that. Don't bury me alive. (laughs) I'd rather get butchered than get buried alive. Yeah. (laughs) That that's that's, scary. No, that was. At first I was like, man, fuck that. That's a cop out. I was like, oh God, that's terrifying. Yeah. Because they left them little GoPros in there with them. Yeah. And you got to watch. That's scary, dude. You nope. watch. Yeah, I don't. I don't deal well with that. Nope. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Coming so, down here messing with these nice. No, people. no. I ain't, I ain't at first, like I said, at first I was mad, and then I was like, wait a minute. 
that was kind of a it's like, bro, smart listen, ending. man, I'll, I'll take my cracker ass through Cabrini Green any day of the week. Don't bury me alive. <laughs> and that's why the, the quote at the beginning of the movie made sense at the end. Right. I'm not afraid of werewolves. I'm not afraid of vampires. I'm not afraid of haunted houses. I'm afraid of what real human beings do to other real human beings. Because that's what was happening. So we're watching like a, a roving band of killers. Yeah. Who they, they want to offer you the most extreme haunt. And then when they figure out that you're worthy of it, they kill you by burying you alive. Yeah, talk about impossible to please. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, you want something scary? Here you go. You're dead. Yeah, you know, so, once we approve of you, go away forever. They encounter these people in the beginning, the uh the the porcelain face, the bunny rabbit, the uh baby looking thing. Baby yeah, the big baby looking thing. <laughs> uh, shout out, Benny. But anyway, they encounter these people at the beginning, then these people continuously follow them throughout the entire movie, and then they ultimately are their demise at the end. Right. So they so we're led to believe that they were just followed the whole time. Like, we saw you at the first haunt, and then we popped up every single place that you went. Well, and that's the catch, because they want to make it look like this is like a nationwide road tour. They're only in, like, Texarkana mm-hmm. and, like, Louisiana. Yeah, they yeah. don't they don't exactly cover much. Like, we're going they... on the road trip, yeah. cross-country, Texas, 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 Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're going to stay in Dallas, man. Yeah. That's where every good road trip is, Dallas, right. man. Right. That's so true, though. <laughs> Okay, you guys all in, huh? <laughs> all in nationwide. <laughs> I drove from Richmond to Las Vegas in a day and a half. Please. These people stayed in Texas. So in five days they stayed in Texas. Six <laughs> days, whatever. Week they stayed in Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Any <laughs> final thoughts drunk. on Haas's October Belt? I, I really appreciate you guys, honestly. I will <laughs> not I will I check it out, definitely, because what's not for me isn't is perfect for somebody else. So definitely check it out guys. Uh, worth watching um, for horror fans. I would say for me, it, it might end up in my rotation seasonally for Halloween, maybe every two years. Yeah. It's not something I want to watch a lot, yeah. uh, but it has enough things going on in it that, you know, I like them for that. Cool. Uh, had I, had we not been doing research for the show, I might've given it a second view and I still might because I want to, because the people that keep popping up, I want to see more. If they've interlaced them more than I didn't initially get. Plus, I like looking at some of the haunt stuff. I don't like going to them. Yeah. I don't like crowds. While I've, I love lots of people, I just don't like pushy crowds of everybody trying to do the same thing all at once. Yeah. Uh, so, But definitely, guys, check it out. Cool. All right. Rounding third and heading home. Second time I've said that today. With the last shift. All right. Last shift. 2014. Directed the... <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Last shift, 2014. Director Anthony De Blasi. De Blasi. De Blasi. Writer Anthony De Blasi and Scott Poily. Poily. <laughs> that was poorly done. <laughs> <That's> poorly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sharpest tongue in the galaxy, right there. <laughs> Give that <man> chocolate. <laughs> oh, Jessica Lauren, played by Juliana Harkavy. Uh, John Michael Payman. Uh, played by Joshua McHale. Uh Panty Belt Patrick Black, played by Jay LaRose. That's his name, guys. Right. And then Marigold, played by Natalie Victoria. I need to point out that Payman is a nod to the devil's right-hand man. You guys know about the demon Payman? I know you do. 
I actually don't. You I really don't. don't? I've been a demon hunter for years. Oh, so check one. this out. So payment is actually, if you check the, um, here, maybe I have it. Let me see if I wrote it down. No, I didn't. So, uh, you guys need to look, look up the demon payment, P A I M O N. Um, he is actually one of the Lord Kings of hell. He's the devil's right hand man and sits on the right of his throne. Check him out. Um, he has 200 leagues of demons that follow behind him that are going to help him ascend upon the earth. Wow. And John Michael Payman, P-A-Y-M-O-N, is the character in the movie. Presumably, oh. he's the resurrected right-hand interesting right hand okay. of the devil. Okay. So I thought that was very interesting hmm. because immediately I was like, I've heard this name somewhere before from a goofy TV show that oh. I watched six months ago. The name came back up. I like Supernatural. <laughs> I like the first 30 seasons. But yeah, <laughs> the last 25. That's about, interesting. Maybe. I didn't know that about Paul Mollive. Paul Mollive. Just kidding. Uh, but by, by all means, go ahead. Initial thoughts? I really enjoyed this. And I really am looking forward to talking about the end with you guys. Because there's plenty to talk about there. Uh, but, um, man, some good scares in this. Some good scares. So I, I enjoyed it overall. Thing. I loved it. Yeah. More than I even expected to. I mean, you know, movies get kind of the buzz, yeah. and, and you want to go check them out, but very seldom do you feel like it's warranted. Yeah. And in this one, I did. I feel like this actually should have got a little bit more buzz. I thought it was very well done for reasons that we'll go into after uh, we hear from uh, Mad Chan. Um, man, I really I dug this flick. Um. Uh, the idea of it is very, we just saw this a few years ago, but it's still dope. Like, because it's a new twist on it. It's a supernatural assault on Precinct 13. It's a, uh, she's, I, I really enjoyed it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about, I mean, it's not, I mean, nobody's coming to break this person out, but you know, all the yeah stuff that goes on. But go ahead. So, we've got this rookie cop. And uh, she is assigned, first night on the job, to watch the old station. Because uh, they've opened a new station, they've built a new one, but they're just shutting this one down, and she just needs to be there to take calls or chase off any weirdos that come by. Guarding the uh, evidence. Oh, that's, that's right, the evidence that's locker. still in the lockers. Yeah. That Hazmat has to come get, and they can't come till 4 in the morning, I think, exactly. or something like that. Exactly. So that's that's the reason why she's there. Um, we also kind of find out later through some odd terms that they kind of they think they shut this station down because some weird things happen. Mm-hmm. Because this Manson-like family group, this Manson family-like group was brought right. there and there was like murder-suicide stuff going on. And so they think that the place is haunted by this devil fella mm-hmm. that you mentioned, this Payman. Payman. <laughs> The yeah. name Payman, okay, IMDB, I'm going to throw this out there. The name Payman is taken from the demon name Payman. According to the Gosha, the lesser the lesser key of Solomon the king, Payman is one of the kings of hell, more obedient to Lucer, Lucifer than other kings, and has 200 legions of demons under his rule. Oh, we're going to go look at my demon books after this episode, by the awesome, way. Awesome, dude, I'm down with that. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're bound in leather. Um, so, <laughs> bound in uh, leather, not human flesh? Uh, I can't afford this <laughs> so um Gotta so yeah so that's kind of the catch so so it's like the hijinks that occur through the evening and i just want to say initial thoughts here is first off i i just thought from the beginning this was going to be one of those 
oh, I'm the crazy one at the end. You know, the films that piss me off. Yeah. It's a little more intricate than that. And we'll talk about that when we get to the end. Yep. Um, but I want to say this movie, the surround, the use of surround sound was excellent in this. Oh. Parts that genuinely scared me sitting on my couch. Uh, did you get scared? Oh, yeah. I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got scared. Oh, yeah. Some great jump scares. Um, a great chair stacking reminds me of oh, I wrote that. Yeah, Poltergeist, yeah. man. It was a great nod, dude. Yeah. So, uh, and I just want to say one thing before you guys kind of do some more of your opening uh, notes here. Um, the rookie prank thing is real with cops. That yeah. happened to my, my grandfather. Oh, uh, really? My mom's dad was a cop in Richmond. And they told him, they said, uh, hey, you need to get down to 40, which is the main highway that runs through Richmond for listeners. Uh, they said, there is, uh, there is a woman carrying a naked baby and a gun. You need to get down to 40 by Glenn Miller Park. And, and my grandpa went and was looking and looking and come to find out it's the Madonna of the trail statue. <laughs> oh, that's Which great. For, the, for listeners, uh, 40 is a national highway and there's about 12 of these statues throughout the country to commemorate yeah. uh, the, the settlers moving west. And there's just a, a hardcore woman carrying her big flintlock and carrying a baby. And so my grandpa is up and down 40 looking for this crazy lady who has a gun <laughs> and a naked baby when it's really the statue. Oh, that's great. And I love that story. <laughs> Thoughts. Uh, uh, initial notes. Remember, we already had initial thoughts, but yeah. your, your, your preliminary notes here. Man, when she pulled that string out of her mouth, dog, I, oh my God, I can't stand hair or anything. I, yeah. I'm a big bearded guy. But she kept pulling that string out of her mouth in the beginning, set the tone for me in the creep vibe. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, geez. Like, I, I don't like that. I don't like the idea of shit in my food or string in my food, anything oh, yeah. in my food. Oh, yeah. And so that initially did this. And, the my initial thought on her was that she played it awesome. She played the movie awesome. I just don't think she was as creeped out as she should have been when she's seen creepy things. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, we have a stink bug crawling around the table right now. And, will, you, will you take care and, of this? Uh, the professor and Grizz are really freaking out here. Uh, <laughs> we've got our lo- professor. Uh, don't care. Lovely assistant here. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So she didn't care about the food. Oh no 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 no! Did she did she wasn't as creeped out. Remember when the, all the cabinets opened up and everything started to move around? She's just like, well, that's peculiar. Like, <laughs> she's just like, she's just so like, dedicated <laughs> to not screwing this up. Well, dude, and I, I think have, she's so worried about being pranked. Well, dude, yeah. I have in my notes no less than ten times. Why didn't she run outside? I'd have been outside across the street. Smoking a cigarette, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. Right Why didn't you poop her pants and run out? That <laughs> um, <Last> shit. <laughs> Sorry. One important detail that we find out later <laughs> is that uh, is that her father was there the night that all this crazy stuff went down, yes. and, and and he was killed. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason why she's too proud to leave. Right. Is because she wants to prove herself. So. One one wonders if, with the force of knowing that if if they're in on anything is she being offered up? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like oh, are they making like, her? Yeah. So, yeah. And I like that it kind of leaves some of those lines open for you to think about without tying it up necessarily. But for me, I think what makes this movie so effective is its presentation. The fact that there's not a ton of score to it. Yep. There's a lot of silence oh, yeah. as you move through here. Um, 
I like the grain of the film. It just it even looks good. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Manson wannabes. I mm-hmm. think that's what they call them in the movie. Yeah, it was the Manson wannabes. Yeah. I thought that was great because now you've got that embedded in your head, thinking about the creepiness of, you know, Manson and his family yes. without, com- like, saying directly, "Well, look at this." In the legal world, that's poisoning the well. Is what right. We call that. So. Yeah. I like the way that that they did that. I thought it was very effective and helped kind of add another layer to the tone that's being set. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, to me, it was kind of like, I jotted down my notes, House of the Devil, Rio Bravo, and Session 9. Oh, all yeah. with some different things kind of interweaving yeah, that's, good. that's going on that in there. That's good. That's a good comparison. Um, just, just a lot of different great things. I don't know how deep we want to go, but... I just I like the the just some of the reveals, man. They're just jaw dropping. Oh yeah, like uh, with the vagrant that we deal with, the yeah. urinates in the lobby. Yeah, and Taylor the Rose, man. Up. What a jerk. Yeah, I mean his eyes. When we see that later, yeah. um, the the way that we flicker, the the fan, the old uh, the old cult members, uh-huh. the way we've got them flickering in and out, that yeah. chair spinning sequence. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, man. I like I was literally I kept finding myself holding my breath. Yeah. Just out of watching oh, yeah. it because it was actually creating legit anxiety. I I was blown away with how effective it was. Um, one of my notes here says specifically she needs to be saying the Lord's Prayer, not some police officer handbook shit. She's just walking through there like a good officer. Blah blah blah. I'll be like, oh my god, <laughs> y'all need <Heaven>. Jesus. <laughs> Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, like anything, man. Orders be damned. If when them TVs came on, I'd have been outside, son. I'm not playing. Because she leaves once and then takes her ass back inside to answer the mystery call. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that this movie does a great job of, and I just want to hear opinions. And, folks, you can, you're going to draw your own opinions. Calls, real or fake? I think we almost have to wait till the end to address that. Was that real or fake? Do we want to talk about the end? Well, not the end end. Let's we'll talk about the girl. Yeah, we can dive into whatever. I've already... I think this is a possession yeah. film. Yeah, me too. It's either, it's either a psychiatric breakdown or psychotic breakdown okay. or it's a, it's a possession film. And okay. I... Th- or I mean, in possession we lump in haunting yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. I think it's a possession film, and so okay. so those calls are part of the possession, part of the haunting. Okay, see, because they make this point that there's there's more of them out there, and they know that the girls de- they know the officers like the girls dead. Yeah, you know he tells her he's like, oh, the the, the, the girl's dead or whatever. Oh, so you're and, saying like more members of the family? Yeah, 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 like, was that yeah, more yeah, yeah. Of the family? That's right. Okay, because when she's like, no, it can't be her. You can't be Monica because Monica's dead, and the girl just starts laughing. Yeah, and then the girl that walks into the station and knocks her out and takes her gun, and then I'm I'm just like, is this real? Is this fake? What is it? Did that happen? Yeah, because she was like, she didn't take me with her. Like, what do you guys think? Was that real or was that fake? I think it's all contained within there. Okay. Yep. Just because our end result, uh, I mean, are we going right into it? At the oh, very we can end? talk about sure. whatever. I, I mean, just well, wanted to talk about let me that just say it this way: the the end result of what happens to innocent people at the end. Yes. Is that really what all of this was about? Did we, did, did other forces or still surviving members of the family set out to say, we need to figure out a way to get these hazmat workers hurt. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a pretty elaborate plan. I think that that is just a consequence of 
these demonic forces, spirits, however you want to look at it within the station are, it's just a crapshoot that, you know, it's just that night. This is what they're trying to do. I mean, who knows? Maybe every night they were doing something, but in this particular instance, maybe they're aware that this is the last night at the location and they're just trying to wreak as much havoc as they can, even with, creating something like phone calls, mm -hmm. whether they're actually making that phone okay. ring or it's in the girl's head and she's right. possessed and thinks she's having a conversation that in reality she isn't, you know, it's, that's kind of all left in the balance, which I dig without okay. spelling it all out. Yeah. Leave it there. Cool. Okay. What do you think, Matt? Possession or psychotic? Well, now I'm thinking, I'm thinking it had to be more possession. I don't think she's psychotic. I don't think she had a breakdown. No. I don't think, cause I mean, there, there was nothing prior that showed us, that, that would lead us to believe that. And I think it's, uh, I think there was lots of evidence to back up the possession now because there's things that she saw and things that happened that were just, it was just evil. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to draw these own conclusions on your own. Some of the things with maybe dad, maybe pictures, maybe things like that you, you draw. Yeah. But I don't think everything that happened with as much detail as what happened, I don't think that would have happened from one's own psyche. Right. So I'm gonna have I'm, if it, if it's that way, I'm I'd lean towards possession, I, and that makes sense, I especially if we're dealing with a demon. Yeah, I love when she walks in that room and all the girls are singing. Oh, that reflection and they're wearing the masks. That yeah. is so scary. Isn't that scary? Oh, dude. yeah. And that lends to the possession story. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, too much. I love the scene when she gets locked in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, that was great too. Yeah. There were just certain things in that film that it was like, oh, this is so. I mean, it's done so well. Yeah. Like it. Like I said, there were parts of that film, like he said, I genuinely, I got scared. Oh yeah. Like I'm watching oh, yeah. it, and I was like, oh man, like. And I know some of you big burly guys. I'm a big burly guy. Mm -hmm. I did. I was like, oh man, that's creepy, dude. That's real creepy. Like, because you put yourself in that. That's what you do, or at least that's what I do. I put myself in that situation. It's like you can't get out. You don't know what's real. Here's this thing coming and crawling for you. The last thing actually touched you. Things are moving off of you. Like, oh yeah, that's like shit's real. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, well, I no, was creeped out. Another interesting element to it that I found was who do you call? <laughs> you know, she calls her supervisor. They're like, do you want the job or not? Yeah, your job was to hold down the fort for one night, and you're calling me freaking out. Yeah. Can you do the job or do you need to go find another job? So who are you going to call? The police? That's your job. You are the police. There's no one to call. So you either stick with it or you don't. And with all the gravity of the backstory, which I thought was so masterfully just woven into this yeah. film. Without, you don't get it all right up front. Yeah, without it being hammered over the head and everything explained, we give you enough ingredients, which is refreshing for a film to treat the viewer like they're intelligent, which this one does. To the point where we have all of that gravity behind her situation and why that's not such an easy decision. If this was just a random woman who decided she was going to be a police officer and then this happened, she'd leave. Yep. She's like, go ahead and fire me. This is terrifying. My safety's, you know, in question here. I'm out. But we have that whole backstory with dad and all of this that matters to her, which I thought was smart on their part to give it weight on why she would continue mm -hmm. to to deal with this and torture herself. Because I think most people would have just said, no, I'm out. Yeah, This isn't worth it. I'll look for another job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Good. Closing thoughts. Uh, check it out. Definitely. It's on totally. Netflix right now. I think it's on a couple other streaming sites. And if not, I know you can pick it up for less than 15 bucks at, I recommend at several it. different places. I recommend it to anybody. Oh, not yeah. even certain niche groups of fans. Yeah, just check it out. Dude. should watch this. Two last notes I want to bring up really quick. Um, my only drawback with this movie, when they were getting the confessions from the Manson family people, the acting was kind of lame. Yeah, it was I, pretty. That was, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but then I want to say that that was made up for it in that beautiful eyeball shot that, yeah. that came up later. So, I mean, there's just some real high points in this yeah. film that I just really, I really recommend it. It's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Because I didn't oh, know what I was All three into. of these movies tonight yeah. were a breath of fresh air for me. I was yeah, like, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. But I will say this with the other two, there were things even from the cover where I was like, okay, this is encouraging. This I had no idea. Yeah. The cover I was like, this looks like it looking. might be kind of dirt. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, dude, old dirt maker. But it wasn't. That's why I didn't watch it till this yeah. film. I mean, till this this conversation. Yeah, yeah. like the, the wife had had it in her queue, and I was like, "Hey, man, I gotta watch this for the." I told her, and I was like, "It's a last shift," and she was like, "Oh, I've been waiting to watch that. I can't wait." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Did she dig this? I feel like she would dig this. Uh, I, I think she dug it. Yeah, she cool. she kind of fell asleep. <laughs> well, loved uh-uh. it. but that's the wife, though. I mean, you guys know, yeah. Yeah. like she, when it gets late at night, man, she works hard and she falls asleep. Mm-hmm. So recommend all three. Absolutely. Absolutely. So very good. Well, friends, that is the close of monster mash. Number 14. Uh, just always a pleasure to get together to do these. Uh, that's why we started the monster mash format so that we could watch stuff like this that would not fit in a category in a theme. It was just, I mean, we, we would lump them in themes later, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years from now, we'll bring these up in different themes, but now, this is the best opportunity to watch them and the best opportunity to tell you all about them. So wrapping, wrapping up this episode, I am Grizzly Abner joined by match. <laughs> Particularly tickled. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Professor Wagstaff, Rybones, you've been great. <laughs> I got caught off guard. I'm sorry. Like I was in my own little world. I just saw LeBron James get hit in the face with a basketball. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'll take it. Well, There we go. Midwest (laughs) Monsters. Stay scary. What?